Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, and my guest here with me is Rick Shepard. Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, Cheese. Thanks for having me. No problem, Rick. So Rick is the school resource officer for Tippecanoe Valley High School. Rick is also part of the coaching staff for the football team here at Valley. And I wanted Rick on the podcast to talk about what goes on behind the scenes of being a school resource officer and what it's like being part of the iconic football program we have here at Valley. And then, Rick, once again, thanks for coming on, man. It means so much. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Um, I've been listening to a lot of your episodes, and it's really cool hearing what everybody's got to say. Yeah, it's a really fun process, and then I can't wait to learn more about you. So I first want to ask, how long have you been part of Valley being the school resource officer for? Um, this is my fifth full year. Um, I started in the spring of 2018. Um towards the end of the school year so that that class that year which i think might have been like west melanson cam parker and those guys um so i didn't get to really know them as well towards the end of their school year but uh then this will be my uh like i said my fifth full year so um what made you want to be a school resource officer at the second half of the year like why didn't you start Um, full time we had a uh the gentleman that was doing it um retired and moved on so they needed somebody and the timing I've, I've always had a little bit of an interest in doing it um and the timing was never there and this time it was um so i took the opportunity to try it out heck yeah and we'll talk about that later on and then um i also want to ask how long have you been part of the coaching staff for the uh, football team the coaching staff here i started uh of course you know i've been doing security at the ball games down here at, at uh, valley for quite a while i started you know with mr burkhart um, helping him out when he was EAD. Um, so, you know, I knew Mo and some of those guys coming in. And as soon as Mo found out I was coming down to be the SRO, he, he started hitting me up to coach and stuff. So, so yeah, it's it's been a good time. Heck, yeah. And, then we'll, and we'll definitely talk about that later on. But before we talk about any of those two, I first want to ask, like, you know, how was it growing up here and how was it going to school here at Valley? Since you are a Valley alumni, right? I am Valley alumni, yeah. Um, it's good. It uh, It's, you know, the school's changed a lot since I went. Um, graduated in 1986. Um, so I'm officially the old-timer on the coaching staff. Um, but, you know, like the – there's been a couple additions since I went here, you know, the weight room, the ox gym and that stuff wasn't here then. Um, and you know, a lot has changed, but a lot is the same. Um, and it's kind of, kind of cool, you know, go, you know, walking down the halls and stuff and just some of the memories that come back and, and some of the stuff that we used to do when we was hanging out. Nice. Nice. And then, um, so yeah, it's like, it brings uh, nostalgia whenever you walk down those halls, you know, right, and right. then seeing the school progress from when you were like a teenager to now, how it's evolved, especially with us getting like a new, what, uh, uh, was it auditorium, new weight room, right? Yeah. A new that, football field. Yeah. That's been really neat watching, um, you know, going, uh, usually try to take a walk down there, especially when they were redoing the football field this fall. I'd, you know, kind of walk out every day, every other day and just kind of see the progress and uh stuff like that and then seeing um you know the progress on the addition to the school the new auditorium and the weight room which is really coming along i'm really excited for coach webster to get in there and get going i know he's really excited about it too when should that be done by they're kind of saying first of february february 2nd um for a pretty good target date here um there's got to be some testing done on like the uh fire suppression system and stuff so um but yeah they're moving right along 
But it'd be for sure done by the time summer workout starts, huh? Uh, sure looking that way, yeah. Heck yeah. And then the football field, you know when that should be done? Um, they have, so they came in, they regraded the top off of it. They put in new drainage, um, a new irrigation system, and then regraded the top and new grass, new seed, you know, playing a new seed and everything. Um, it was actually, before we started getting some snow, it was actually greening up you know starting to see some grass coming through um they're gonna be putting some new goalpost in um so it's, it's gonna it should look really good come next football season oh man i can't wait so rick i want to ask so i assume that you played football during your time here at valley i did uh, i played football basketball um did golf for two years um just i like to golf i'll just say that and then i did track did track for two the last two years and then what would you say were some of your favorite memories or accomplishments you made at Valley Sports during your uh, high school years? Oh, man, we, uh, you know, I'm, the big thing, just the friends and the memories. Um, we had, uh, we were 9-2 and two my senior year of football. Um, we had a single season rushing record in Dan Cave, um, and he still has that record. He had 2,009 yards our senior year. Um, and just, you know, the man, the camaraderie, we still get together at class reunions and stuff and the stories still start going and, and everything. It's a good time. Heck yeah. And then who was the head coach at the time? Um, I had three different head coaches. My freshman year, we had the Charlie Smith. Um, then he retired after that year. Then I had Phil C sophomore year. And then we had Jeff Phillips, my junior and senior year. Dang, so you were like kind of like a Alec Craig in his shoes, uh, going through like multiple coaches throughout his high school career, huh? Yeah, yeah, and we kept—I mean, we kept it rolling pretty good. Um, you know, just a lot of pride once you step on that field and put the green and gold on. Yeah, at least you guys finished strong, like you said, nine and two in your senior year, yeah, huh? Yeah. And then, like, what other accomplishments you said um, would you say that you made during, like, you know, basketball and track or in golf? Um, just. Uh you know, basketball, you know, I was an average player, man. I just, I was a role player, got in, you know, did what I could do. Um, so, but just the, you know, it was fun supporting the other guys uh, and watching them do do their thing and get their points and stuff like that. Um, track my uh, senior year, I did make it out of sectional, made it to regional and discus um, as far as I made it there. But, I mean, that's that was pretty cool too. Heck Yeah. So was there any other like memories that, you know, I miss now on or not? Um, just, you know, we, you know, had some pretty big names that we played against, you know, um, I remember actually it was like the year after I graduated, the guys that won sectional that next year in basketball got to play against Sean Kemp. Um, we played against Rick Fox, you know, when he was at Warsaw. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, just, man, just a lot of fun, enjoying every minute of it and living life. Yeah. That's crazy how you see those names and then, you know, they're facing, you know, a small school here around the cornfields and look what they accomplished in their lives or in the career. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's, and it's still pretty neat watching them, you know, do the stuff they do. Yeah. It's crazy how it's like really a small world. It is. So, um, Rick, what did you do after, uh, you graduated from Valley? Um, after I graduated, I ended up going to Joliet Junior College um, by Illinois, or in Illinois, just south of Chicago. Uh, it's a junior college, two years, um, got an associate's degree in applied science for um, electrical engineering technology. Um, ended up, went up there to play football with Dan Cave and Jerry Cumberland, um, and I ended up getting injured after the spring practice and uh, ended up not playing football, but then buddy of mine sitting around one night we were talking after i got healed up and basketball was getting ready to start so we both walked on and made the team i ended up playing basketball for two years up there 
So you played some Juco basketball. Yeah. How yeah. was that? And what uh, position was it? Um, well, you know, it's it's weird because, you know, around here I was post, uh, forward, but you know, got up there I was more of a shooting guard and small forward. It was a little smaller up there. So, But it was, it was a good time. So – what did you do after playing some Juco basketball? Um, I just, uh, when I graduated college, I, I got a few letters to, you know, go play another couple of years, um, but I was kind of burnt out on school at that time. Um, so I just started working. I uh, worked in a factory for a while, um, for about 10 years before I actually got onto the sheriff's department. And what made you want to be in law enforcement? Well, um, I, was, uh, I was a volunteer fireman with the one on lake fire department for a while my dad was growing up in burkett he was a volunteer and and so i met a lot of good guys through that growing up um so i was kind of got onto the one on lake fire department there and was trying to uh possibly become a full-time fireman um i got to the point where i'd gotten laid off at a job i was at so i needed some employment and i had a friend of mine whose father was uh in charge of the jail in kosciuszko county um, and they had some openings. So I became a corrections officer um, back in 2002 and just started working there and um, kind of kind of enjoyed it and just kind of doing my thing and, um, you know, ended up getting promoted to a patrol officer and was actually at that time was going through the hiring process at Warsaw Fire to become a full-time fireman when the sheriff at the time offered me the job. So what made you not want to be a fireman since kind of it seems like you were that was in your mind this whole time. It seems yeah, like. it was. Uh, it, it just just kind of the timing and the way it worked out. It just you know the offer came up first um, at sheriff's department, and I stuck with it, and I'm really glad I did. Really enjoy it. And then why why did you decide to stick with it? Like, what makes you? Well, what do you like about being a police officer? Um, you know, it's kind of cliche. Everybody says you know during the interviews and everything that you want to help people, but you know that's really what it is um, about. You get to you make connections with people. You help people. Um, you know, you see a lot of people when they're at their bad times and you kind of help them get through that. And it's just, you know, I've got to do things and, and meet people and stuff like that that I, you know, probably would have never got to do doing anything else. Just making those connections, basically. Make, making the connections, yeah. So, you know, I worked security at Notre Dame for three or four years and, you know, got to lead the team walk and stuff like that. So just a lot of fun stuff that, you know, just got to do. Since I see you, like, you post on Facebook, you going to the Notre Dame games and always repping Notre Dame, is that why you were a fan, or were you always a fan before? I've always been a Notre Dame fan, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that that Ohio State game back, what, in uh, September kind of determined their season. That's yeah. Cra- that's what's crazy about college um, football. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, chips didn't fall. They played a lot better, I'll be honest with you. I thought they were going to get blown out. Um, but they played well. Big mistakes at the end there cost them the game, and, uh, you know, just – Obviously, they learned from that and ended up with a decent season. And then they had a good a bowl win despite most of their players transferring and yeah. declaring from the draft. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I'm not a fan of the opting out and the portal and all that stuff right. to where, to where the guy, you know, the bowl games aren't even that fun to watch anymore. Exactly, I agree with you. But um, back to the topic, right? <laughs> I know it's always fun talking about uh, like sports. So, is there any other like? Is there any like? crazy or interesting stories that you had being a police officer before you became a um sro for valley oh yeah there's there's been times that you know you just dealing with different calls and different situations there's just times you just shake your head um and i had some of the old timers tell me when i started that i should start a journal because you know just and i kind of wish i would have just because you know we'll be 
guys will be around. We'll get talking. We'll start telling stories and some of those memories come up and start talking about different crazy calls we've been on. And, uh, but it's, yeah, it's seen, seen some stuff that is comical at times and then also some stuff that maybe not so good. Yeah. You experienced it all throughout your 20 years. Yeah. So you know, I know you kind of mentioned about like how you got started about being the SRO here at Valley. So how was that first becoming the SRO for Valley once you got comfortable with the kids and stuff, once you got into your group, basically? It, uh, I mean, it was a change from being on patrol and, uh, you know, dealing with people, you know, sometimes late at night, like when I was on midnights and stuff, but, uh, there was still, uh, coach Shira was still here when I first started. Um, I didn't know Shrive as well as some of these guys do, but I got to know him pretty well, you know, hanging out with him and talking to him here at school. Um, who else? Uh, Mr. Heinold, I think there, so there was only two teachers here that were actually still here when I went here. Um, which they've all retired since, but, um, but it, it made it pretty easy to settle in, you know, just being familiar with the place and, and making the connections with the kids and the staff down here. Heck yeah. And then can you explain in depth of what a school resource officer does? Um, I'm basically, I mean, I'm, I work for the Kaiser County Sheriff's Department, but I'm assigned to Tippecanoe Valley. Um, I've got uh, another officer also, uh, Deputy Sean Mudd. Uh, he's at the middle school and stuff, so um, it's nice having some help down here now, and Sean's a good dude. I just saw him at the gas station before this recording. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. And uh, so, you know, we our, our priority is to make sure the kids are safe and the, and the staff and everybody. So, you know, in the mornings we'll uh, – be you know just be around greeting the kids as they come in and then once school starts we secure the building I'll, you know go around check all the doors make it sure you know everything's secured and uh, then just kind of dealing with kids uh through the day um making the connections is the big thing um you know not only am i you know law enforcement officer here while we're here uh we're also trying to mentor the kids and be an educator to them as well you know, it might not be the, the English or the chemistry or stuff like the teachers are connecting with them on, but, you know, we can help them deal with, you know, you have a kid's having a bad day and they just want to talk, you know, and I've had a few of them come in my office here and they just, Hey man, you got a minute. And next thing you know, they're in here for 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And, and you can just tell they, you know, they, they feel better when they leave. You know, I might not have the answers for them. But I can listen to them, and I can try to give them some guidance on how to get through it. Does that boost your self-esteem? Or oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it makes you feel good when, you know, you can have somebody that uh, comes back to you. You know, I've, I've had a kid one time come back to me a couple years later um, before I was an SRO and thanked me for helping him get through the situation he was in. Right. And uh, just, you know, that, and things were going really good for him at the time. And yeah, that made me feel pretty good. Heck yeah. And then that's why I wanted you on the, on the podcast because, like, I've heard nothing but great things about you, you know, because you like to help out the kids and stuff. And then it's cool that they can go to you besides, you know, maybe they don't want to, you know, ne necessarily talk to their friends or the teacher or uh, guidance counselor. Basically, you're like another source. Yeah, yeah. And I am, um, you know, it makes me feel good that I can do that. Uh, and I do have to reassure them that, you know, maybe it is something they need to talk to, say, their parents or their teacher about and to make them realize that man the staff the staff here is great and if you're struggling in a class man just go talk to the teacher they're going to help you out yeah and so it's uh it's you know and sometimes they it takes that just somebody to reassure them that that's the case exactly because because like in that 
CMI, especially when they're teenagers, they tend to like overthink a lot. You know, uh-huh. they think you know the worst of the worst at that time. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was a teenager once, although it's been a while ago. Um, you know, so I so I can relate to them and kind of give them some advice on maybe on my life experience and stuff. Right. But all you can do is listen. And then I feel like, you know, that's the biggest thing that you can do, especially here at school. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to say thank you on, you know, their part on that. Appreciate it. So what else like do you guys do as, um, SROs? Um, we will review the schools and, uh, you know, look at the safety of the school. If, if just different stuff that needs to be updated or, um, you know, the school has a safety team with administrators and everybody on it that, that, I mean, they're all great. We all work well together and we're always looking for that next thing that might need tweaked a little bit just to reassure the safety for everybody. Like, can like, as in means as what? Well, just, you know, even like say the way the building's laid out or, um, how they, um, you know, how the passing periods go and it's just, stuff, it's, sometimes it's real simple stuff. Um, sometimes it can be, it can be a little more complicated. And then, like, I bet you guys have, like, you know, what do you call it, procedures when it comes to, like, you know, lockdowns and stuff like that, like serious situations. Can you explain more about that? Yeah, and we'll, uh, you know, we practice those. You know, we have the fire drills, we have the lockdown drills, and so try to get the kids comfortable. And, you know, we ask them to take it serious, you know, and it's it can turn into, oh, we get a little break, you know, we're having fire drill. and But, you know, try to get them uh, to think outside the box, you know. Uh I might, if I know we're having a fire drill, I might go stand in a hallway or close the doors to where, oh, you go this way every time, but now you can't go this way. Now what are you going to do? And uh, the few times we've done that, um, man, the kids are great. They've reacted great. And they're like, oh, hey, that door's blocked. I can't go that way. And so they, you know, and they kind of get their other classmates to, hey, we got to go this way this time. Yeah, it makes them think outside the box. Correct. Besides uh, being too comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Correct. Yep. Why did I say that right? Well, yeah, that's how we yep. most says get comfortable, yep, exactly. be uncomfortable. Um, I'm, the reason why I ask that is because like it seems like you know you see in the news like there's some serious thing like you know incidents that goes on through the United States with you know with uh, with shootings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and the big thing is to get you know the the school um, pushes the uh, see something say something, and you know about this community I'll say they're great about that. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I'll get messages emails phone calls voicemail you know all kinds of stuff if there's something they think needs checked out um and we check it out you know and best case scenario it ends up to be nothing um you know obviously you know if we can cut it off before it gets to a serious situation um you know we every everything a tip or anything like that we get we check into yeah it's better to be safe than sorry correct and then um rick what's your favorite thing about being the sro for valley it's just it's the connections, the kids, and making uh, um, being available for them, you know. And the, the staff here is great, um, and the kids. Uh, just, we got a lot of good people here, and it's just uh, fun being part of that family, especially at your alma mater. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. And then, um, is there anything else you want to say about you know being an officer in general before we move on, move on to Valley football? No, I think you've covered about all of it. Heck yeah. And then, you know, I learned a lot so far. So um, moving on to football. So I know I was about to ask you this. How did the opportunity come about of you joining the uh, coaching staff? But Mo came up to you, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I coached uh, a while, you know, I started with my kids, my boys when they were playing peewee um, and then on through uh, middle school. Um, I helped. Um, I was coaching up at Lakeview Middle School with uh, – 
was our sheriff at the time, started helping him and uh, Rocky Gushert and um, man learned a lot from them. And we coached middle school, seventh grade there. You're working on a lot of fundamentals, you know, working on trying to get him tackle right and all that good stuff. Um, you know, and then kind of, we would help out with the high school and, um, you know, coach Curtis took over there at Warsaw, you know, they had a year under him and learned a ton from him. And that, that guy is just good guy knows a lot of football. Um, he wanted me to stay and help keep coaching. He was trying to find a spot for me. Um, but they, uh, you know, the, the times that schools get out and everything, by the time we get down here and get up there, school's halfway over. It'd be just, a pain in the butt. It'd be a pain. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then, you know, the chance to get a chance to coach back down here again with Mo and the guys, uh, just worked out better so your first season was like the 2020 season right uh or the 2019 2019 yeah it'd have been the 2019 season heck yeah and then how's your um what do you call it how's your experience so far been being part of the coaching staff it's been good it's been good um you know like i said we got a good group of guys uh good continuity um and uh we just you know, we've had our ups and downs. There's been those frustrating games where it seems like nothing goes right. But, man, there's been a lot of good times. So what do you exactly coach? Like what position do you, like, um, like focus on? I help with the O-line and the D-line. Um, so basically, you know, learn, helping them with their techniques, learning to play, stuff like that. Um, coach Brown and Coach Mo and I uh, work with them. Um, well, Coach Brown basically does everything. You know, he's – put him and coach Weaver with the, uh, offense and the defense. They put a lot of time in and, um, but it's, uh, that, and then helping out with the JV also and freshmen. So it's, it can get pretty hectic at times. Mm -hmm. So before I ask, you know, about you coaching the JV, I want to ask, you know, what was your overall thoughts about this football season in particular involving both JV and varsity? Um, since we had a great season. Oh, man. Yeah, they did. It was a lot of fun this year. Um, varsity, it was, uh, you know, the guys were really dialed in, and they, you know, they did what they had to do, and uh, it was fun with those guys. Um, but then, you know, we'd have – there were some weeks that Coach Durf and I and Coach Sechrist and uh, Coach Parker, you know, we had th- three games. You know, we'd have a JV game, and then they was able to find us some freshman games. We had enough guys to do have a couple freshman games this year. Um, so it was a lot. It seemed like we were going to more games than we were practices. That's good compared to last year, right? Cause yeah, like, yeah, yeah. After talking to Weaver, after talking to Sam, it was the opposite where, you know, you guys had cancellations like that Friday of, you know? Yeah, yeah, and that was frustrating. And, and uh, Sam, you know, good job of doing, you know, if we'd get a late cancellation, he'd do a good job of finding somebody for us to play, so – so how was that finally, you know, for the underclassmen playing some JV games, um, getting the freshman games, getting those extra reps, basically? How was it? Um, it was – it can be frustrating at times, um, especially towards the end of the year because – and, you know, you know, we tell them – Coach Durf uh, and I try to tell them at the beginning of the year, our goal is to get you guys to Friday night. And, and you always have those one or two guys that by the end of the year, they're playing on Friday nights. Um, so by the, it seems like by the end of the season, and man, we got started getting bit with the injury bug at the lower level, at you know the JV and freshman level. Um, so it was, uh, it, it almost seems by like your last game, you're trying to piece guys together, put guys in, it ends up in positions that you know, maybe they're not used to. Um, 
Which, you know, if sometimes that can be a good thing and, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. Right. So what was like the result of the JV season since like, you know, it seems like no one has really covered the JV side of it. Um, let's see if I can. I got a record book from uh, this year. Our fresh, our, well, everybody knows the varsity record. Our uh, JV ended up being, uh. JV ended up being five and two. Nice. And then the uh, freshmen were one and one. So yeah, so it was uh, a pretty good year. We, um, I think the the one JV loss was, I believe, to Wawasee, first game of the year for him. Um, was still trying to figure some things out, and we just, we made some mistakes at, um, down down towards the end of it. And uh, you know, Coach Durf got the ball back on offense, and we were moving it down to field to where we could have scored to win just ran out of time mm-hmm. but there's always learning curves you know oh yeah like uh Dalton said on his episode you know you don't lose you learn oh yeah yeah and that you know coach Durf um you know he's basically the JV coach um and, and then he doesn't like doing the coin toss when they do it, so he always makes me do it um but he uh you know him and I both man we're on the same page we work well together and at the end we always try to look at the positives, even if we lose. Um, and you know, it's just it's one thing about the boys here that they're not they're not, they they don't like to lose, and neither do we. And so, but we, we got to look and learn from it, and and try to come out of the positives on um, you know what we can do to fix what we got to fix, and move on to the next game. So does uh, Durf call the offensive plays, and what do you call the defensive plays, or how does um, that work? Yeah, Durf calls. Uh, yeah, yeah, he calls the offense for the JV and the freshmen. Um, defense, um, man, when it gets down to it, I can't think as fast as like Mo and Coach Mo and Coach Brown do when they're calling on Friday nights and Coach Wise. Um, so we run a lot of base and everything. And the nice thing is, you know, the guys, the other coaches show up after practice if we got a home game. So we all kind of, it's a team thing, man. We all jump in, we, you know, we'll start making the adjustments and, and stuff. Um, you know, so it's, it's nice when they all show up after practice to kind of, you know, see the stuff maybe I'm not seeing. Yeah. And then it, that's what you like, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They'll, you know, I'll tell them, man, if you see something, call it. And they're like, no, 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 it's JV game. You kind of, no, no, just call it. <laughs> you know? I, I, I love that. I love that open mindset that you oh, have. Oh, yeah. Besides, yeah. you know, having the ego. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got to put your egos aside, man. Because it's not, it's not, at the end of the night, it's not about me. Um, it's it's about the, the young guys out on the yeah. field doing their thing and help, helping them learn and student athletes and helping them get the win. And then nothing better than getting that win. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. And good thing that ratio was positive. Oh, yeah. 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 And then, um, um, Rick, I just want to ask you, you know, what, how is it different coaching the JV compared to coaching the varsity games on Friday nights? Well, um, Friday nights, you got, you know, we got the whole staff there and we got, you know, we got a great support staff too, from the guys the, that come and help with the huddle and filming and everything. And, um, you know, we all, we all have a role on Friday nights. You know, Coach Moe's watching the line closest to him down on the field. I'm up in the press box with Coach Brown. I'm watching the line away from him. And, uh, you know, Coach Brown's calling the defense, you know, and he's working on that. He's Him and Coach Weaver are um, collaborating on, you know, Coach Weaver might say, hey, watch watch the backside corner, see what he does, you know, to see what kind of plays they might run. So just the communication is awesome, and it's just – 
when it all comes together, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love hearing this like behind the scenes stuff because on Friday nights we just see everyone sees the kids work as a team, but no one really sees like the coaches oh, work yeah. as a team. Yeah, well, when it boils down to it, it's, it's all about the kids, and they're not there to watch us, man. They're out there to watch, they watch these young student athletes go out and do their thing. Mm-hmm. And then Rick, I gotta ask, like, you know, what's the best thing about coaching for the Valley program? Um, and I'm sure you've heard this from all the other guys. It, it truly is a family. Um, you know, we all get together on Sunday nights for the coaches' meetings. Uh, Coach Mose feeds us, him and, and Jenny. Um, so it's uh, it, it's we and we spend a lot of time together. So it, it, it truly is a family. Heck yeah, I love to hear that. And, and I want to really know about you know your thoughts about this great season in depth. You know, what was your favorite memory of the season? Because like we got into an uh, independent schedule after being kicked out of the TRC. Like, what did you think about that? Um, well, we knew right away we had our work cut out for us. Um, you know, like I, you know, listen to Dalton the other day. I think he said that we kind of knew we go to Northfield. We know what they're going to do. We go to Wabash. We know what they're going to do. This year was a lot of unknowns. Um, we weren't sure what they were going to do. Watched a lot of film. Um, you know, Coach Brown, Coach Weaver getting ready for the Friday nights. Man, they put a ton of time in. You know, hey, what's going to work against these guys? What's going to – and then the kids bought in, and they dialed in, and they listened to the plan, and and then they, then they went out on Friday nights and executed. And it was a lot of fun and just so much fun watching those boys do their thing. I think the in my perspective, I think the best thing the they did this year was make sacrifices. Like for example, Dalton moving to uh, from fullback to guard, um, Isaac stepping up to be the center, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, and that's you know you love to see that unselfishness. Um, Isaac went to one of the coaches, I believe it was Coach Wise. He's like, "Can I try center? I just want to play," and he did a great job. And he you know he he got in. He was you know Isaac's not real big, but he. Uh, he was fast. Uh, but yeah, and he got in there and he he killed it every week, and he was always going against guys bigger than him, and he did a great job. And just the sacrifice of the guys was uh, was worth watching. And then it was awesome um, seeing us beating like Jim Tom. Was it like for the first time in school history? Right. Oh yeah, man. It was a lot of times I don't get nervous for the games, but man, this year. Uh, I think about every week I was pretty nervous. Especially that West Lafayette one. Oh, man, I was – that was the most nervous I've ever been. Um, walking onto that field after the bus, doing, you know, that bus ride down there, and you just got the vibe that the boys were ready, and it was fun. Despite that two-hour drive, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was – you know, they were all sleeping and, you know, listening to their music, doing whatever they do to get ready. But, man, as soon as they stepped onto that field and we, did, we walked it like we normally do um, – you just got the vibe right away that they they flipped their switch when they got off that bus and they were ready to go. And man, Rick, they didn't just win that game; they dominated that game. Yes, they did. That and uh, you know that that's probably the most fun game I've had the privilege to be involved with. And then, man, like, can you explain your thoughts about the um, Valley support? Because, like, like I said in Dalton's episode, even though I wasn't there at the West Lafayette game, I heard we had so many more fans than they did. Oh, man, uh, this community is awesome. You know, we got – Coach Brown and I got up on the, the press box there at uh, West Lafayette, and, uh, you know, you, you always look around, man, just take it in. I look down below us, I look across the field, and I'm like, there's a lot more green and gold here than there is red. Um, same way as Chittard. Uh, this community travels great. The support's awesome. Couldn't ask for a better place to play.
And then um, I kind of want to ask your take on the Shatar game. Yes, despite the injuries we experienced, right, and despite, you know, just the talent that Shatar had, I think we still put up a good fight. I want to know your thoughts about that. Oh, man. Uh, we ba- the, the boys battled. Uh, I, I ended up having, a, I think, a fractured ankle or something. Asher's banged up. Nate's playing on a, you know, whatever dislocated foot or turf toe or whatever it was he had. Um, you know, the kid – was on crutches until he put his uniform on and then he left on crutches uh nobody wanted to leave though nobody wanted to quit and they battled till the end um you know couldn't be more proud of the the fight they they gave does this seem like you know the kids inspire you guys in a way the coaches yeah yeah i would say um you know might might say they they keep us young a little bit maybe it's a lot of fun um yeah, they would cut up at practice and every once in a while say something to catch off guard and you couldn't help but laugh. But when it was come time to come to put in work, they they put in work. Mm-hmm. And look what happened. It all paid off. It paid off, yeah. So, like, you know, what do you have to say about the senior class? Because it seemed like the senior class was so special. Oh, man. Uh, I had a lot of good athletes come through here. and But, yeah, this senior class, they, they are definitely something special. They They – you know, it seems like every year we say that, and, and it's true. Um, you know, the seniors from the first year I was here that, you know, maybe didn't get to know them as well, but they did what they had to do. And then each year it's it's like they're stepping it up a little bit. Um, you know, Wade Jones, Dalton, Nate, you know, I, I know I'm going to forget somebody. Durkis and Johnson, they just showed up every night doing what they had to do and focused, and they did it together. I mean, there was no feuding, no fighting, just supporting each other, lifting each other up when they needed it, and 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 winning ball games. Okay, that's what I like to hear, and we will miss. So, what do you have to say about next season, especially with this uh, next season being the first year in our new conference? Well, you know, it's like every year you gotta, you know, we're gonna have some holes to fill, um, losing a lot of talent. It's gonna be hard. To, they got some big shoes to fill. Uh, you know, Coach Webby's got them going in class in the weight room. Um, you know, they're doing their other sports that, you know, the guys that do the other sports and stuff, getting ready to go. And it's, it's going to be, it's going to be like this year's like, you know, we're going to put the work in and, um, it's, it, it'll work out. But Mo loves challenges though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh man. I can't, I just can't wait for next year. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. yes, it would be a challenge, but it's just the way we have to respond, you know, yeah. execute. Yeah, definitely execute, get it, get, um, you know, get everybody focused. Uh, you know, if the boys buy in like they've been doing the last couple of years, it, it'll, it'll work out. Yeah, keep this trend going. Yep. And um, so, Greg, is there anything else you want to, like, touch on regarding football before we move on? Um, no, that's about all I can think. It, just, it was a great group of kids to work with and uh, a lot of fun. Yeah, keep them going, Rick. <laughs> yeah, keep that JV going, too. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, the JV opponents would be interesting because with – you know these new schools like Knox. Yeah, yeah, Knox is a solid team, and uh, you know they're you know the guys are gonna you know got got to the point where you know guys are get have to get used to play a full game now instead of you know they might got used some of them might have got used to playing only a half and but now they got to battle for the whole the whole time. Yeah, for sure, be interesting. Definitely. So, Rick, outside of coaching and being being an officer, what do you like to do on your free time? Oh man. Um, Family, spend a lot of time with family. Uh, 
you know, my family recently doubled here about last April. Um, you know, I got two boys of my own, um, got remarried in April and, uh, she had two daughters. So, you know, now between the, between the two of us with hers, mine and ours, we got, you know, now we got seven grandkids, uh, you know, just, just living life. How, and then, um, that was on my outline. How is it being married for almost a year now? Do you think it's going by fast or what? <laughs> it is going pretty fast. Yeah. It, uh, you know, it, um, it's, uh, I, I'd say it's been fun. Uh, we're just every day living life and enjoying it and, you know, taking what comes along. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, I remember we talked at Webby's wedding and I remember I told you specifically that, Hey, like, you know, it seems like ever since you got re- remarried with Julie, it seems like, you know, there's always been a smile on your face nonstop. <laughs> Yeah, she takes really good care of me. I can't complain. She spoils me, I guess. Yeah, and so. it seems like you guys had some good experiences, you know, with your marriage so far. I see on Facebook, like, you going to Nashville, you going to Luke Combs, yeah. you going to see Kiss. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was uh, Nashville. Well, we got married in Nashville, and uh, her bucket list was she always wanted to go on the um, Sirius XM's The Highway. She always wanted to go on Music Row Happy Hour at Margaritaville. I was all right. I said, I tell you what, I said, we get in. Um, I'll get you on the radio. And we did. And uh, they ended up giving us uh, Luke Combs con- uh, concert tickets. Um, her daughter made us some shirts that said Nashville Newlyweds on it. And uh, we were wearing those. And so they called us up on stage, talked to us. And they're like, hey, would you be available to come back next week? And I'm like, yeah. So so we went back down the next weekend, which ended up being my birthday weekend, and went down and went to Luke Combs' concert. It was really cool. So it was like a last-minute plan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, yeah, but we basically spent three weekends in a row down in Nashville. So, yeah, I was kind of worn out after that. But, hey, it's, it's what the memories is what oh, matters. Oh, yeah, the memories, yeah. And then, uh, you know, her daughter was uh, already had tickets to the Kiss concert, and she invited us along, so we went to that. And that was cool because, you know, growing up listening to them and stuff. So. Yeah, it, it seems like you had a heck of a 2023, Rick. But, yeah. hey, uh, even better year praying for 2024. <laughs> uh, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I uh, hope everything goes well. You know, the grandkids are all getting bigger to where they're starting to get into, you know, starting into the sports themselves and the different things and, and dance and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, probably going to be spending a lot of weekends traveling around watching them do their thing. Yeah, heck yeah. And you told me at Webby's wedding that, you know, her grandkids and your grandkids, they're like buddies now. Oh, they're awesome. They, uh, We've been fortunate the last uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we were able to get everybody together. Um, both my, my boys are both in law enforcement over in Whitley County. Um, my son-in-law is uh, on Porter County Sheriff's Department. And so that, and um, you know, my, my daughter, one daughter-in-law is a, a nurse. So a lot of wacky schedules. Um, and we were able to work it out to where we got everybody together. The grandkids, you know, they're, they're, they're realizing now that they're cousins um so uh man just you know we sat around watching them play with each other and just running around wear each other out and everything it's it's a lot of good times you couldn't ask for anything else huh oh no man that's what it's all about family is what it boils down to yeah and it's pretty cool that your sons are taking uh phone after your footsteps basically yeah they uh they had some uh family on the other side of the on their mom's side um their grandmother was a dispatcher for warsaw for quite a while uh they had an uncle that was in law enforcement and a great grandfather in law enforcement so it's it's kind of uh kind of worked out to be a family thing for them really proud of them the way they do that and uh, and all that good stuff yeah rick i'm really happy for you when it comes like you know the family the coach and the officer yeah so rick is there anything else you want to see or ask no i think that's it man just life is good and uh just keep going at it 
Heck yeah. So, Rick, with that being said, it's time for the cheesy question of the day. Okay. So, Rick, today's cheesy question of the day is, what is the biggest what if in sports, in your opinion? For, for Like, for example, like what if Brock Purdy didn't injure his sh- shoulder in the NFC Championship last year? Oh, man. Does yeah. That make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, well, I just, you know, with Brock Purdy, I think if had he not gotten injured, I think it had been totally different. I think because, you know, San Francisco had it rolling like they do this year. Um it's. I think they could have probably been there and uh, taken the whole thing with because he's playing. He's playing phenomenal this year. So. But what's your biggest like? What? If oh, my course? biggest yeah. what if? Oh gosh, yeah. I guess my biggest what if would be maybe you know coming out of junior college. If uh, you know what what if I would have decided to maybe go somewhere and play another two years? What what might have happened then? But you know, I got no regrets. Uh, you know, life has turned out good for me and. Um, yeah, you know, just gotta take it one day at a time. Hey, and everything happens for a reason, Rick. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Rick, I want to say thank you for coming on. This has been so much fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, Cheese. I enjoy listening to your podcast and uh, what you do with everybody, and it's just you know great. I think it's awesome the way you support the Valley community. Of course, and yeah, I learned a lot from you, Rick. Thank you. So, um, with that being said, guys, thanks for listening. Please leave a review and rating and share the podcast. I would really appreciate that. And you can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. See ya.